Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to JJ on the SNS Radio Network. Work it. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the Virtual Matrix. Please stand by for the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Chief ass whooper of sorry sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinker among beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ Sexy. guys good evening welcome to another edition of unplugged right here on the sns radio network it is friday february 11th unfortunately scheduled tonight originally we had shelton benjamin scheduled for the program uh due to a pay-per-view obligation for those that you didn't know uh he is actually working i believe uh, a lucha pay-per-view along with his partner charlie haas and uh wwe's newest acquisition booker t so we will be looking at rescheduling with Shelton Benjamin in the very near future right here on the program. But tonight we do have a pretty full show. We're going to talk about SmackDown for tonight. Uh, we had a World Heavyweight Championship match that in a lot of ways kind of ended in a little bit of controversy. We're going to see how that plays out over the course of the next couple of weeks going into the elimination pay-per-view in just nine days. Uh, also joining me on the program tonight, Chris Kelly headlocks to headlines.com talking about the biggest news stories of the week in professional wrestling um, i also have a couple things that i want to bring up a news story coming out from WrestleZone uh, about the identity of the undertaker's opponent for wrestlemania we'll be talking about that a little later in the program as well and in the second hour don't forget the sensational sean will be joining to talk a little bit of video gaming he's got uh, a lot on his plate to talk about tonight so we will definitely get down to business. So why don't we go ahead and start things off, of course. I am Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay. Let's go ahead and kick things off and talk a little bit of Friday Night Smackdown on the Sci-Fi Network.
right, we started things out, of course, on SmackDown tonight with a nice video package hyping up the fact that last week on the program, Vicky Guerrero fired Kelly Kelly after that handicap match for the World Heavyweight Championship in which Kelly Kelly hit the spear and retained Edge's World Heavyweight Championship against Layla of Lakel. So we start things off tonight with the winner of the 2011 Royal Rumble, Alberto Del Rio. But hey, if you watched the show, you already knew that. Of course, Alberto coming out in a very beautifully expensive car. I can't remember the, the year and date, but I believe that Josh Matthews called it uh, an Excelsior or an Excalibur. Beautiful car. I think it was like a 1930s model car. It was beautiful. Comes down to the ring, gets on the microphone. Of course, we have a little mini celebration set up as we have the Valentine's Day balloons, and we've got a heart-shaped picture of Alberto Del Rio in the middle of the ring. And Alberto begins to cut this promo and talks about destiny and talks about that not only is he a fighter, but he's a lover as well. And believe it or not, he actually referred to himself as a big wiener. So there you go. The big wiener this year was Alberto Del Rio. Of course, Kofi Kingston comes out, interrupts the promo, decides to take the kendo stick basically to the set there rather than Alberto Del Rio and destroys Alberto's little celebration. Well, this sets up for a matchup between Kofi Kingston and Alberto Del Rio. Pretty good back and forth. Uh, there were times when I thought Kofi was going to get the win. But in the end... Alberto Del Rio locked on the cross arm breaker and got the submission victory. Kofi Kingston once again on the losing end of this uh, feud he's having with Alberto Del Rio, the 2011 Royal Rumble winner. And most people are picking him to win his World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania and take the World Heavyweight Championship back to Mexico. But we're going to find out at WrestleMania to be certain. Uh, next up, we have Justin Gabriel of the core taking on Vladimir Kozlov. Um, pretty good back and forth match. Didn't last very long. Of course, we had, you know, Santino at ringside. Basically, at one point, Heath Slater trips up Kozlov. Santino hits Slater with the Cobra on the outside. And, of course, Justin Gabriel ends up hitting the 450 splash on Vladimir Kozlov to get the win. After the match is done, the core put a couple finishers on both Kozlov and Santino. And, of course, the announcers making reference to the fact that it looks like they are in line or in contention for a tag team title shot, which is apropos when you think about it, seeing as how uh, the core has had the better of Santino and Kozlov for the last little bit. I'm sure that at Elimination Chamber, we will see that happen. Uh, next up, we have another match. Drew McIntyre taking on Chris Masters. McIntyre goes, gets the microphone before the match, says that he completely blames the rated R superstar Edge for the fact that Kelly Kelly was fired, and he dedicates his match to Kelly Kelly. Again, this was another quick little match where McIntyre hit him with the Future Shock DDT, and Drew McIntyre walks away with a W. We go to a backstage segment with Lakel talking. Um, they're talking basically about Eve being the new women's or the Divas champion, excuse me, and how she, she was not even supposed to be in the match. 
It was supposed to be a handicap match against Natalia, and Michelle was supposed to win the belt. Layla arguing that, uh, well, I was going to win the belt. So there's a little bit of dissension in the ranks. We have Vicky Guerrero walk, uh, come out of the dressing room as they pass and says how disappointed she is in the fact that they let her down and they were unable to win the championship for Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler shows up and says, why are you talking to these two? Leave them be. Basically, Laycool, or Layla, rather, is left to be slaughtered by both Dolph and, and Vicky. And, of course, she thanks Michelle McCool for standing up for her. So, pretty interesting segment. It looks like they're starting to tease the split up between um, Laycool. And, you know, an interesting turn of events. It's about time that that probably should have happened. We've seen these two kind of dominate the diva ranks on SmackDown and even, you know, a little run on Raw there for a little while. So it might be interesting to see them split up and go their separate ways. Uh, I'd have to think that Layla would probably end up being the face of those two. So next up we have uh, Eve taking on Layla, of course, with Michelle McCool. And Eve ends up defeating Layla. The Divas match happened. That's all I can really say. There wasn't a lot of... uh, Great things, other than Michael Cole talking trash about Natalia like he always does. Uh, nothing to see here, folks. Next up, we have Wade Barrett taking on Rey Mysterio. Um, now, before this matchup, Rey Mysterio did have uh, a promo that he wanted to talk basically about injuring uh, Cody Rhodes a few weeks back with the 619, saying that he hopes that he can pull the courage together to heal from this injury. And looks forward to him coming back to the SmackDown roster. As most of you have probably heard, Rey Mysterio has handpicked Cody Rhodes as his WrestleMania opponent this year. And I look forward to seeing what, uh, what Rey and, uh, and Cody can do at WrestleMania. Next up, we have Wade Barrett taking on Rey Mysterio. This was actually a really good match. You know, Barrett doing the typical big man stuff. Mysterio getting a lot of offense in. Uh, you know, hitting the right moves at the right time. Uh, there were no core members at ringside to start things off. And then at one point, I do believe uh, Justin Gabriel, not Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater came out and uh, basically distracted Mysterio, allowing Wade Barrett to hit the wasteland and get the one, two, three on Ray Mysterio. So the core members come down after the match. They all start to beat down Mysterio. Big Show comes running down, cleans house. Um, Ezekiel broke up a double choke slam. Core beats up show for a few minutes. Uh, Zeke actually picks up the big show and gives the biggest suplex I've ever seen to the big show. So all four members of the core pose over the big show, and that's pretty much done. Next up, we have uh, the definition of a squash match. JTG comes out, his opponent for the match, Kane. So uh, very quickly, Kane dominates and wins via the choke slam. Again, nothing much to talk about here. Uh, next up, we have our big main event of the night. Uh, Edge taking on Dolph Ziggler. He's defending his World Heavyweight Championship. Vicky Guerrero is the special guest referee in this championship match. Again, Vicky noting that if Edge hits the spear, he will, in fact, be disqualified, and the title will be stripped and given to Dolph Ziggler. Of course, earlier in the night, we saw the Green Bay Packers were in attendance, minus, of course, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, sitting in the front row watching the show. This was a good heavyweight championship match. I I find that Dolph Ziggler is getting better and better, uh, especially in this heel role. 
especially playing off Vicky Guerrero. You know, Edge is coming up, coming across as a as a decent face. Um, I'll I'll admit I wasn't very big on seeing Edge come back into the company and, and be like the biggie the biggest baby face on the SmackDown brand, but he's doing a good job carrying the belt. Um, you know, this is what we've seen several matchups, several little you know since the Royal Rumble between Dolph and Edge. Of course, next week it's going to be interesting to see what they pull on SmackDown considering that nine days from now is the Elimination Chamber, and we all know that Dolph Ziggler is involved in that Elimination Chamber. And to say that Edge probably will lose the title at the Elimination Chamber, the probability is there. But I really think he's going to hold on to that belt into WrestleMania against Alberto Del Rio. Anyway, good match back and forth. Um, I really think that Edge has gotten better at being the babyface. Um, you know, selling like a babyface, taking damage, and then coming back, finding his spots, and getting all the necessary things in. At one point in this match, Vicky Guerrero decides to hit her own version of the spear on Edge, which came across horrible. Um, she deflects off of Edge and then acts like she pulled her ankle. So she rolls to the outside. Of course, we have referees and stuff down checking on Vicky. Edge takes advantage of the situation. Hits the spear on Dolph Ziggler, unbeknownst to Vicky and the other referees. Um, as Vicky comes to, Edge decides to hit another spear on Dolph Ziggler and does it right in front of Vicky. Gets the pin. We have a member of the Green Bay Packers, and forgive me, I don't remember which member of the Green Bay Packers came down. I think it was one of the linebackers. Again, not a big football fan, so don't kill the messenger here. Uh, comes in as the special, I think it was Corey something, comes down as the special referee, makes the three count for Edge. Michael Cole is just hysterically angry that Edge has retained the title, and he's actually saying that we have a new champion because Vicky said if he hits the spear, then he's going to be stripped of the championship. So as we're going off the air with SmackDown, there's some controversy. Michael Cole really playing up the fact that Edge should not be the champion. So possibly next week on SmackDown, we could be seeing uh, Edge stripped of the title, and it could be awarded to Dolph Ziggler going into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. If that does, in fact, happen, it will be interesting to see how they play that off. But uh, if I had to give this show a grade tonight, I would say, you know what, uh, I'd give it a B. Maybe a B-. minus. wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't a great show. I thought they would have capitalized a little bit better in you know Green Bay, the home of the Super Bowl champions, but I, I really don't think that they utilized it to their to their best, if you know what I mean. So that is my grade. B minus, decent show. I like the build going into Elimination Chamber in nine days. Uh, so good job, WWE. Keep up the good work. So with that said, let's go ahead and take our focus to the phone lines. And I do believe joining me on the phone lines, he is the owner and editor-in-chief, master-at-arms, if you will, of headlockstoheadlines.com, Chris Kelly. What's going on tonight, buddy? Uh, man, you know, nothing much. Uh, SmackDown was a great show, but you know what? I think I'll agree with you. I think next week we will see uh, Edge stripped. But the belt won't be awarded to Dolph. It, it will be put on the line at the chamber. Now that so we'll is, have the, the, the chamber just for the, for the belt. That would be interesting, actually. I mean, you know, I'd be okay with that. But you got to think, if she's going to strip the title, she's giving it to Dolph. 
you think about because they did say that Tay Long was now was now in a stable condition. Say say he comes back next week, right into the show, and now says, okay, the belt stripped, but you can't give it to a Ziggler. He's gonna earn it and and have it in the chamber match. Just well, an idea. You know what? It could happen, and if it does, then you know that's cool. I'd be okay with it. Well, my first bit of news actually goes back to Monday night. You know how everyone praised WWE Creative for showing the clip of um, Legacy attacking CM Punk back in 2008? Well, actually, it wasn't their idea. It was CM Punk. CM Punk was the one that actually remembered that that happened. And it was his idea to use that clip. You know what? It goes to CM Punk. And I think that was brilliant on Punk's part because it's it's very rare especially in these days in the WWE, that you really go back and, and, you know, take moments out of history. And when you think about it, it makes the CM Punk character almost a face in this situation. I mean, the dynamic is there to take this guy and be like, well, he was wronged. He was so wronged. No wonder he's acting the way he is. So it justifies his actions and it justifies his means. doesn't mean I consider him a face, but from that standpoint, you can look at where he's coming from and be like, Wow, you know, Randy Orton is kind of the bad guy. I love it. Yeah, CM Punk is now showing that he lit like he he will have a long future within the wrestling industry. He he has shown that he is fantastic on the microphone, be it an announcer or just cutting promos. He has a fantastic wrestling mind and he's creative. So uh, I expect uh, a lot of things from him in the future. Now, according to the Peter Insider, he uh, CM Punk actually suffered a broken nose on Raw this past Monday. Um, when Randy Orton hit him, uh, they said there said there'd be no heat between the two, but there was just a bit of blood that I'm not sure made it to TV. I actually missed for, but apparently uh, Punk was was butted open from a headbutt to the head by um, Randy Orton. Uh, did, did you see who'd been uh, who'd been announced as the host for WrestleMania 27? I believe. Um, no, I haven't actually. Miami. Oh Miami, yeah, yeah, Miami yeah. Your host next. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami, Miami is actually getting WrestleMania 28, which, you know, kind of sucks because I'm in Canada and I was hoping for Toronto to get it. I don't think uh, because they were doing, they did their their um, end of term year review conference call, and apparently this was one of the best drawing uh, bits of, of America uh, compared to like other parts and also Canada. So it makes sense from a economic standpoint, but it, it would have been cool to, to see it. Uh, be in Toronto just so we can get Edge to retire in in his hometown. I agree, I agree. But uh, more selfishly, I just you know, <laughs> I, since I'm in Canada, it wouldn't be that much of a hassle to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently, WWE is looking at also holding WrestleMania in Texas in a few years' time. Uh, they said to be wanting to use the uh, arena that did Super Bowl Forty Five, which is in Dallas somewhere. So. If you're in Dallas, you could be getting WrestleMania very soon. Um, now here's, something that, here's something that you hinted earlier. Uh, and I think every website has now announced it. But the current plan is Triple H versus Undertaker with Shawn Michaels in as referee in a career versus streak match one more time at WrestleMania. And see, this is what I have a problem with. And I, I did preface that at the top of the hour. Uh, you know, the rumored WrestleMania opponent for The Undertaker is now Triple H. Obviously, they put any plans to uh, you know have Sheamus and Triple H on the back burner at this time and what it sounds like it's a career versus streak so Triple H 
would obviously be losing his career the same way Shawn Michaels did last year at WrestleMania. Um, first of all, as a wrestling fan, I'm a fan of Triple H. I'm a fan of Michaels. I'm a fan of The Undertaker. But why do we need to see this yet one more time? The same stipulation as last year's WrestleMania is now going to be this year's career versus streak. And it's going to involve somebody that The Undertaker has previously beaten at WrestleMania. I mean, when you look at The Undertaker's record, you've got Kane, who he wrestled twice at Mania and beat. Now you have Shawn Michaels that he wrestled twice and beat. So now you're going to tell me we're going to have another double of Triple H? Come on, WWE. But this is ridiculous. I, I think I would draw more than having Wade Barrett versus Taker. I agree. I honestly don't think Taker should have a match this year. I think he needs to heal. I don't think he's ready. Yeah, I think if he can't get Sting, because according to all, all reports, TNA are already planning his return. Um, just have him sit out this year, because what happens if he gets injured just just after Mania, like like he like he usually does, and that puts him out for another year? Just just let just let the man have have a, a like year off and come back when he's pretty fit, not just because oh crap it's WrestleMania, we must have, have Taker back on the card. But we'll see. Um, now, JD, our favorite show of, of the week, NXT. Um, they are planning season number five. But this Yay. time, it'll be a bit, a bit different. It'll be, it'll be Legends and their sons. So it'll be father and sons. So that'll be, example, Brett and Ted DiBiase, uh, Richie and Ricky Steamboat, Ambo and Mike Rotundo. Nice. So I think it would be interesting. Because it would add, it would add, add a different uh, dynamic. And having the usual rookies and pros, it would actually have respect, and we might also see some like like shooty promos on the show. So it'd be quite interesting to see that happen. Yeah, son, it's time you go down there and run the obstacle course. Oh, hey, by the way, I'm gonna fire T-shirts out of this fucking gun thing. They're gonna bounce off the Titantron. I want you to catch them, and then I want you to run between the Great Collie's legs and dunk this thing in the trash can behind him because that has everything to do with professional wrestling. Okay, Dad, I'll do that for you. Yeah, I hope that, I hope that they tweak it slightly because if they got legends on it, having to do stuff like that is kind of stupendous. But we'll see. Uh, speaking of of legends and sons, apparently uh, Jesse White, aka Son of Vader, is looking at getting into WWE. He uh, he did he wrestled a few times in Japan on the on the Vader Time Tour. Um, and was said to be impressive. Uh, was said to be impressive. They both did sign with a, with a Florida company that set up, but then failed. And no, not, not Tina Wrestling. Uh, so apparently, Jesse wants to get into FCW. Now, would you be interested in, interested in seeing Jesse in FCW? Well, you know what? Um, I think that his father, and you know, I think I think you probably heard me say this before on other shows. Um, back in two thousand and five. I actually had the opportunity to meet Vader. Uh, I worked a show for IZW. Im, or, no, it was I, yeah, Impact Zone Wrestling in Lawton, Oklahoma. And they brought in Vader for about six months, put the championship belt on him. And uh, the one night that I got a chance to meet Vader, uh, I also got to do Polaroids with Dusty Rhodes that night. So that was a lot of fun. That's, that's how come my Dusty Rhodes impersonation is so bang on, because I actually spent time with the guy. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm in the back after the show, 
waiting my turn to go talk to, to Vader. And uh, he was the biggest douchebag I've ever talked to in my life. Um, as soon as he found out that I was, you know, with wrestling radio, with wrestling media, he totally, he, he totally turned into a big douchebag. He said, I don't want anybody to know my kids going to, going to University of Oklahoma. Blah, 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 blah. And so I got, I got to meet Jesse as well. He's a pretty big kid. So I've never mm-hmm. seen him wrestle, per se. But he's got the look. Um, he wasn't, you know, as big as his dad, mind you. If, you know, growing up with Vader as a dad, I'm sure you pick up things from the business. Because at one point in time, despite the fact that Vader was a huge douchebag to me, at one point in time, Vader was one of my favorite superstars of all time. I loved the Big Van Vader run in WCW. Vader was a fucking monster. I loved that character. And Mm -hmm. that character was killed off when Hogan went to WCW and no-sold the Vader bomb. And then ended up, you know, beating Vader. And then months after that, he was he was gone from the company. So yeah, I used to be a big Vader mark. I still think he's one of the best talents that wrestling has ever produced. So I would like to see what his son Jesse has to offer. So yeah, I'm all for him getting uh, a contract with FCW. Let's see what the kids got. Yeah, and I think if if he if he's like his father, he could be a great talent to have on the roster. Um, according to the wrestling of the new letter, um. Kevin Nash, as we said last week, is now under a Legends deal. Uh, whilst he won't be on WWE TV regularly, he will be used as as a, as a special attraction, e.g. ticket sales and the occasional appearance down in FCW. Now, the guys down in FCW, if they get to work with Kevin Nash, for them, that would be fantastic because Nash has such a great wrestling mind. And I really think he, he could help shape quite a few times down there. Yeah, I, I think he could too. I mean, you know, we had Marco Corleone on. And, you know, last week, and he talked a little bit about the fact that, um, you know, Nash was a big influence on his career in WCW, that he was a cool guy. He really helped out the natural born thrillers. So I think that, you know, given the opportunity, Nash could help. And he even tried to do it in TNA. You know, you look at some of the things that he did with the with the guys over there, you know, guys like Jay Lethal. Granted, he's probably responsible for doing the damn black machismo gimmick, but... You know, I mean, Kevin Nash has a good heart. He's not the same Kevin Nash that a lot of people refer to back in 96, 97, um, 98, when he was booking the company and making, you know, making his own career the focal point of WCW. Um, so you have to give it to Nash in, in the aspect that he kind of has come full circle. He's, he's back to where he started, uh, the company that actually made him a name. And I'd like to see what contributions he can do. And I'm okay with him wrestling as an attraction. Uh, you know, that was one of the big things that I talked about with Sting. I don't want to see Sting come back and have a full-time schedule, and I don't think it's realistic or feasible for a situation like that to occur. If Sting were to sign a contract, then he would be a special attraction and utilized at maybe, you know, SummerSlam or Survivor Series or WrestleMania, stuff like that. But I don't think it would be, you know, a full-time basis where you're going to see him, you know, take on that grueling road schedule. In other news, Chris Jericho uh, was last night apparently watching TNA Impact, and following the show, he tweeted, "He tweeted, after ten years, TNA talent still still have an ha, oh, sorry, TNA still has an inferior complex. If you don't think you're the best company ever, then, then, then no one no one will. As a performer, you have to act and project where you work is a is a pinnacle of competition. If not, the whole place just seems second rate. So that's Chris Jericho basically putting the boot into TNA, saying that." They don't try and act like a big company. They try and act like a small company. 
because they do. They have, and that's been my biggest argument with them from day one. They have always been a glorified independent. They never step up. They never think outside the box in terms of how to promote themselves. They consider themselves the number two company. They always have. When you go and you start talking about your competition, Eric Bischoff made so many stupid remarks. I didn't watch Impact, but I read the transcript. Made so many stupid remarks about how he is the guy who put wrestling where it is and nobody has been as successful as Eric Bischoff. Um, Yeah, okay there, Bish. Guess you don't know about Vince McMahon, do you? Guess you never worked for him when WCW was bought out, did you? I guess you're the most successful wrestling mind in the history of the business. Right. You know, Bischoff should just shut the fuck up. Seriously. I've had it with all these fucking hacks over there in TNA that want to keep trying to do stuff because all they do is ultimately fall flat on their face. You throw shots at the other company. Seriously. Does it ever fucking stop? But I don't think we can blame the talent there. The talent's been fine, but when the creative team tell you to take pot shots at the other company, you have to do it or you're fired. So some, some of that infrastructure over at TNA, was the talent's great, the booking team and creative team, possibly not. Um, speaking of TNA, apparently Matt Hardy uh, has been getting a few jabs thrown at him backstage regarding how he looked on Impact, saying that he's gained a bit of weight and looks a bit fat. Um, Matt Hardy tweeted, several people, several people have made comments about my appearance tonight. It's appreciated. People have no idea the physical issues I have worked through, but I've never been, I've never been afraid of hard work. Don't plan on stopping now. Plus, TNA's uh, schedule is beneficial to me and my damaged intestines. Now, I didn't see Impact last night, but Mahi did look bigger uh, than he usually does. So they did in the E. And I last saw Impact, but maybe that's because like in the eel doesn't he have something wrong with his intestines? So I don't think I don't think we can really blame him, and I think the I think I think I think the, I, the IWC just likes to take shots at Matt Hardy just because they can. Sometimes Matt Hardy is an easy target. That's the problem with him, because he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. He goes and does YouTube videos, drunk, high, stoned, with his piece of shit fucking soon to be drug felon brother, and that's what they do. That's the Hardy lifestyle. You know, I'm reading the chat room, and they're talking about JJ, better be PC. You don't want Bischoff to call in. Oh, do I ever. Fucking call me, Bish. I don't give a fuck. Because, hey, I know your title. You're just an on-air talent, Bish. Or so you say. And what is it with all these wrestlers and fucking promoters and all this other shit calling into wrestling radio shows these days and fucking trashing people? Of all the shows to not get trashed, how come I haven't fucking had somebody call and trash me? That's because we, because despite the fact that we might say negative comments about the company, we usually back it up. And so they usually, and I'm not saying that the whole time, but we usually know what we're saying. And we tend to have a respectful relationship with companies. For example, our relationship with Lucha Labor USA. They, they've allowed us to interview Tan of our choosing because we've shown respect to them and they've, and they've actually heard of our product. TNA don't want us to interview Tan. Simple as that. I've tried. I've. I'm not gonna lie. I've. Tr- I've sent out a few emails to the, uh, to the to the TNA PR, and they basically said no, which is bizarre because the talent itself has agreed to do interviews. 
you know, which is another funny point of contention with TNA. When you go back, and, you know, this is a long history, too. Um, even, again, when I was with WTR, and I was booking the guests for that show, and I would try to book TNA talent, I kind of felt like Wrestling News Live, WTR, and all these other shows were kind of blacklisted because we were internet radio shows, and they didn't like the language that we used on the shows. Now, let's fast forward that to right now, and let's look at what TNA has to offer and what they're giving people with their product. Um, they're going the opposite direction of PG. So, hey, we're more we're obviously more catered to your market if you want to bring people on. I mean, let's not forget we've seen Kurt Angle come on this show or on Wrestling News Live and have a two-hour interview that ended up winning interview of the fucking year. But yeah, I keep blacklisting us. It's cool. Whatever. I don't care. You know what? I don't have to have a guest on this show. It's fine. I'm glad that you go out and you book people for the shows. But I do not bill any show on this network around interviews. It's nice to have them. But that's not what I'm about. I'm here to talk wrestling. I'm here to talk video gaming. I'm here to talk. I'm here to interact with my chat room and my listeners. That's what we do here. Yeah. I actually have the quote-unquote official reason why we, uh, like us, WNL, and that lot, cannot actually interview Tina Talent. According to, to the, the PR, the Public Relations uh, Department, who sent me a letter the other day, most internet radio shows are not professional and would not be beneficial to Tina to have the talent on the show. You know what? And that, that's a true statement. As much as it, it, it hurts me to say that, that is true. you got a lot of dime-a-dozen radio shows, and there's been some that have been around for five, six years, that still sound quality-wise, sound like shit, and their whole goal is to go out and fucking trash somebody. So, you know, it's true. If you're a 15-year-old kid with a fucking microphone and a headset and access to a stream, you can have a radio show. And that, that's a true fact. Not everybody is capable of putting on a radio show. This is true. Uh, well, my, I think my last bit of news is that Tine have released Chelsea, a.k.a. A.K.A. Uh, Alison Skipper from her TNA contract. Uh, she was last seen being the manager of Desmond Wolf slash Brutus Mag- Mag- Magnus. But after Wolf was diagnosed with an unknown illness, the team was broken up and she's now being released. So if you have any more news, feel free to let me know. That's pretty much it. You know, I, I did want to talk a little bit about this whole WrestleMania thing. We, we kind of briefly scrubbed yeah. over that. I mean, uh, a lot of the reports right now is that Sting obviously has not made any attempt to contact the WWE, and they have neither. Um, and we keep hearing that TNA has been negotiating, but I also read a report saying that he has not recontacted them about a new contract. They did take his profile off the TNA website, and i got to be honest here. I said this on the Causecast Tuesday. If Sting signs with TNA Wrestling, then he is a hypocrite. It's the same reason he did not sign with the WWE in 2002. Because they were more adult-oriented. TNA has shifted to an adult-oriented program. So if Sting does, in fact, sign with them, no matter how much money they throw at him, he is, in fact, a hypocrite. Do you think right now he's he using this whole, um, this whole internet wrestling rumor that he's going to WWE as kind of leeway to TNA? Saying, give me a contract or I'm going to WWE. Do you think that's why he's like not saying anything at all? Because we got Dick Carter on Twitter 
on on the official TNA website when when she did a, did a Q and A, openly stating that she wanted Sting to stay, and that she hoped that he had not gone to WWE. And we know that Dixie every year convinces Sting to stay around for another year. So maybe Sting to say, I wonder how 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 much money I, I can get out of them, and if I just keep saying nothing, will that make me get more money, and possibly make TNA pay, pay me a bit more so I can just make a bit more per year. I agree. Hang on a sec, Crowley. We're going to go to the phone lines. We actually have somebody calling in. Welcome to Unplugged. Before you say anything, my co-host, the sensational Sean, is in the house. And it's no me. Ah, sorry, I'm, uh, I have to do an, an impromptu version of your song. It's just the way it goes. But no, nah, I want to uh, definitely talk about this thing if I know Shoutcast is down, but I still want to talk about it. I mean, Sting going to WWE would probably make... Uh, me mark out the most. Yeah, Sting, Sting appearing on WWE TV would make money, but we all know that Sting doesn't, Sting in the past has rejected has rejected going to WWE mainly because they they, they weren't PD. And if you think right now, what does TNA what does TNA storyline wise have for Sting? They they can't do the whole main main mafia um, storyline. So what do they have for them, for him? Nothing. I think Sting going to WWE would be a huge, a huge hole uh, punched into um, TNA because they just lost one of their biggest talents, who's been with the company for almost five years now, and going to WWE when he said he didn't want to be in WWE because the way he thought Vince would probably screw his character over in so many ways, and because of the way they were acting, with the fact that TNA has gone back to PG ratings. If Sting doesn't go to T- uh, WWE, I really see a problem with with his standing points because he hasn't contacted TNA, period. I mean, he hasn't spoken to anybody in TNA, yet people in TNA are saying, I really doubt that Sting would go to T- uh, go with WWE. I mean, the fact that if Sting walked out, even if, I mean, I know this is thrown out on other places, if Sting walked out after it turns out it was The Undertaker, who the promo was for, if Sting walks out and says, you know what, I got a problem with you, the way you have treated these fans, it's going to be me and you. If he walks out and says that, I'm pretty sure WrestleMania will sell out on the boxes. Every seat will be taken in the house. I mean, if they say Sting's going to be in the Hall of Fame, every seat will be taken. There will be people lined up outside the building. As May says in the chat room, Sting equals money. And if Sting well, doesn't see that, he's an idiot. You say that Sting leaving uh, TNA would be a big kick in the nuts. I think WWE signing Booker T and Nash was a, was a massive kick in the nuts because that was their whole plan the whole the whole time. No, Crowley. B- Bischoff said they didn't care about him. Let's well, then call, how come? Let, let, let's, uh, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. He said, "Who cares about Booker T? He doesn't care. He doesn't care." And he yeah. told he told Nash to go sign that contract, and get his action figure and his DVD. And his video game, you know, which makes him a hypocrite because on Monday Night Mayhem he he admitted that that uh, that Sting, Booker T, and Nash was their main plan, and that them splitting up a mortal was a plan B. But that just makes him look like a hypocrite. Hey, that, 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 there, that there is vintage Eric off. Says one thing on TV, says next thing to on the wrestling radio show, and then it he is. calls into other ones and bitches about it. This show, I mean, I. I do respect the guy for what he's done for the business. I mean, he's he's one of those guys who did help the business out at some point. 
when uh, with WCW. But I mean, his mouth, it doesn't close. I mean, he needs to close it every now and then just to listen what happens. I mean, if he just shuts his mouth sometimes, things will be a lot better. Well, if you saw a few months back on Twitter, he said that he didn't care what the fans think because he's made he's he's made enough money in the past not to care what the fans think because well he's great and he's great wrestling mind and he can go to sleep happy and not care. He's more than welcome to say that, but I'm pretty sure that if every single person ever watched TNA stopped watching TNA and they actually stopped showing up to the events, I'm pretty sure he would start to carry in. Yeah, that'd be a good call. But isn't there isn't is there not a TNA preview this weekend? I think there is. There is, there, there is, unfortunately, and, and I do have to cover it on uh, Sunday Night Showdown this Sunday. And, and, and I do want to say this now. Um, the pay-per-view format going forward this year into Sunday Night Showdown for our pay-per-view coverage is going to change as it relates to TNA Wrestling. Um, I'm going to tell you this now. I am not buying that show on Sunday. So if I find a decent stream and I can cover it by watching it, I will do so. If I cannot, then Sunday Night Showdown, we'll talk about the news of the week. We'll throw up speculation. We'll go over to WrestleZone, and we'll throw out the results that WrestleZone keep, you know, uh, for the pay-per-view. So we'll have, you know, up-to-the-minute up to updates on what's going on. But I refuse to spend my money on this product anymore. Just, well, uh, JJ, just hit me up on Sunday. I'll, uh, I'll hook you up a little bit. All right, cool. Thanks. Well, when you have a storyline where it's Kurt versus Jeff Jarrett for 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 the custody of the kids, that's retarded. Well, to be this fair, is... to be fair, the WWE did something like this a couple of years back too. Can, yeah. Does anybody remember Dominic on a pole between Rey Mysterio and and Eddie Guerrero? The custody well, yeah. of Dominic was at stake. I hate yeah, when yeah. you bring kids into the shit. It's wrong. That's the first thing I thought about when I heard about this. I mean, seriously. They're basically copying over exactly what WWE has done in the past few years in the Attitude Era, up, up building up to the PG Era. I mean, this is all this is is a recast of the entire area. I tell you, Dixie, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have we're gonna have Kurt and 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 Karen's kids in the corner, and whoever wins the match is gonna get custody of the kids. It works. I've seen it done in the WWE. I used to book shit like this. This is what we're gonna do, Karen. Okay, but Vince, if you think it's going to work, then we'll do it. The only difference between uh, this one and the one with Mysterio is that Mysterio's son was actually, or is, is actually, a, he, is a, he was an actor. He was a young actor. No, that actually was uh, his he, kid, dude. You know, yeah, I know, but, I know, but his son did, did acting. So he, he knew that, he, knew that he, he, he was acting. And there's also another fact that the match on Sunday is going to suck, and Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero was a really good match. Even though Dominic uh, I, was on a pole. Yeah, even yeah. though it was that. That's kind of wrong. So what is so what what actually is the card? Because I didn't actually see Impact this week, apart from I got to saw the de- the, the debut of Serena's quote unquote cousin sister. I can't remember what her name was, but she looked a lot like Trish Stratus. Really? Yeah, someone Wait, can help me. The name of you, Serena's. I didn't see the show, unfortunately. Oh, she debuted. Uh, so, what's the card this week? Uh, 
Jeff Hardy versus Mr. Anderson, Jeff Jarrett versus Kurt Angle for custody of the kids, Mickey James versus Madison Rain, last knockout standing, which I'm guessing is a last standing last man standing match. Um Bully Ray versus Devon with Devon's kids in his corner in a street fight. Um Matt Hardy versus R V D, Samoa Joe versus the Pope. And okay, Bronx has got to send me his results again. That's just not even the name Dude, of the I... diva or knockout is Rosita. She was the one that looks a bit like Trish Stratus. She's a cousin, quote unquote, of of Sanita. Uh, this is a three way uh, number one contenders match for the X, X Division title. Uh, Max Buck versus Jeremy Buck versus Robbie E. And then a six man tag match with Scott Steiner and Beer Money Incorporated versus Rob Terry, Gunner, and Murphy. I agree with concept. Is this pay per view just? Every single wrestler puts their kid on the line. This, that could be a quite interesting gimmick. Every match involves kids being put on the line. Well, here's another favorite match that I read about for Impact or for uh, for the pay per view this week. Uh, you've got what an X an X division type match. It's a triple threat. Yeah. You've got both Max and Ruby yeah. involved with Robbie E. All three are heels. Really? I pick Cookie. Co- Cookie will win that match. And for those that might be listening for the first time and you're like, who the fuck is Max and Ruby? I'm talking about the Young Bucks. Or whatever, Generation Me. Max and Ruby. That's what I call them. Oh, it's Max Max and Jeremy. Jeremy. But I call them Max and Ruby. In that match, I probably see Robbie E going over. Just because it would actually make sense for them to break up Generation Me since they've done absolutely jackal since debuting in that company. But, But they've never had the dream match with the Hardy Boys. Fucking fanboys all over the world will be so upset if they break up Generation Me. It's one of the only tag teams that they have in their division. Oh, my God. The internets will melt down. Ugh. That was really good, actually. Well, I mean, isn't, isn't that the typical fucking shit that you hear on wrestling radio shows these days? It is. And, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's something to come to expect now. Unfortunately, you know, shit like that. And then fucking, you know, people doing redneck voices. I mean, that's just wrestling radio today. Rednecks are all stupid, apparently. So apparently I just uh, had a Skypean death drop. I'm I'm loving this. So I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and take the first break, the only commercial break of the night. We're going to come back. Obviously, I'll have uh, Crelly and Sean back on the line. Barring we don't have any more issues with fucking Ustream. And Shoutcast and Skype. Who knows what's going to happen. It's always an adventure right here on the SNS Radio Network on Unplugged. And any other show. At any given time, technology will malfunction. And you never know what to expect. But we'll be right back with more Unplugged right after this.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on Mike, JJ, all caps say of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? Sure. Great. Give me your melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? (laughs) Sure. Great. Give me your melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. It's WWE All-Stars. The Brawler. He's tougher than a $2 steak. He's whipping him like a government mule. The acrobat. I can't believe what I just saw. The big man. Look at the size of that man. Pre-order WWE All-Stars at GameStop today. It was designed by the devil himself. Enter the Chamber of Horrors. WWE Elimination Chamber. Who will sacrifice the most to headline WrestleMania? WWE Elimination Chamber, live Sunday, February 20th, only on pay-per-view. Epic Rock follows up history! Darth Vader versus 
I call that dirty Sanchez on your lip, you bitch. Let me remind you who you're messing with. Everything that you did, I'm the motherfucker who invented it. I'm the original Dark Lord. You're like the sorcerer's apprentice. My soul troopers make yours look like someone took a piece of shit and cloned it. You stink, Vader. Your star smells something sour. You need to buy up, dog. He's stepping my shower. I'll turn all your friends against you. Just my speeches breed haters. But your lightsaber versus a clan of all your white neighbors. Suck my robot ball. Step back and let me freeze yours off A little carbonite bath For your goof-stepping ass We'll call my homeboy in Israel See who got the last laugh Who won? Who's next? You decide Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Guys, we're back right here, unplugged on the SNS Radio Network. Just a little future shock DDT to the IWC. That is a two-time award-winning show, unplugged. Best new show, best female interview of the year with Shelly Martinez. Of course, I am your host, Mr. Money on the mic, JJ, all freaking caps, sex A. And joining me on the line, I do believe we still have... The owner, editor-in-chief of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com, Chris Kelly. We know him as Krells, the fucking foreign kid, if you yeah, will. Okay. And also on the line, we have the sensational Sean to talk a little video gaming in this second hour. That's right. So welcome back. Sorry about that death drop. Are you guys' heads feeling okay? Yeah, I'm great. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's been a rough night anyway, so you know, some aspirin took care of everything, so don't matter. I'm not feeling a pain. Oh, that's good. That's good. Pain hurts, man. Pain's oh, not cool, as Carlito would say. Pain? He's not cool, man. And then spits the apple, right? And then he spits the apple in your face? Yeah, there you go. Just like your mama, I spit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, there's some big news that came out this week. Uh... Activision had their big financial statement that came out, and they uh, in the financial statement they didn't even announce this to the world until it came out in the financial statement. Uh, they're canceling 
three of the biggest game series. Uh, the first one is True Crime. They basically canceled True Crime Hong Kong, uh, which was turning out to be a pretty cool-looking game. Um, it was definitely a, a based-off Grand Theft Auto-type game. The second game they killed off was DJ Hero 2. Um, it was DJ Hero series. Um, this came from Harmon- Harmonix and a few other separate companies. The third game, and probably one of their highest-selling uh, within the series, was Guitar Hero. Um, Guitar Hero wasn't making the money they were expecting it to make, and they sa- they said that, uh, you know what, we're done. Um, apparently, a lot of game stores still are taking Guitar Hero stuff in, and they can't sell it because nobody wants it anymore. Uh, nobody's buying Rock Band. Nobody's buying Guitar Hero anymore. Um, it's old. It's not as fun as it was the first time. I mean, the first game that came out sold a couple, I think, uh, 100 million, maybe less. Um, but it sold a lot. And then this one, it just didn't sell like they were expecting. So they've axed it out. They've killed it. They're looking towards the front. They're looking towards the new stuff. Um, Activision Blizzard, uh, which is... Blizzard, of course, for us gaming nerds, is definitely looking towards the future with the new Diablo 3 coming out, hopefully this year. Uh, the next StarCraft expansion, uh, Heart of the Swarm, coming out in 2012. And then the next uh, newest MMO to come from Blizzard, uh, a.k.a. the Titan Project. Um, Blizzard has brought in a lot of money for Activision since they've merged and the fact that Activision has kept their hands out of the pot is definitely something to be said for what Blizzard is. Um, so we honor these three games, True, True Crime, Guitar Hero, and DJ Hero, with a moment of silence. Okay, moment of silence over. Those games sucked. That's it. Yeah, you um, know what? I, I actually had, I think, the first True Crime. I bought it like a year after it came out, and I played it, and I'm like, this game fucking sucks. It does, and it was just a Grand Theft Auto ripoff. That's it. And it wasn't and even done very well. I mean, okay, yeah, Snoop Dogg's in the game. You, you could play as Snoop Dogg. Big fucking whoop-de-doo. Uh, you know, I don't care about features. I care about gameplay. And if the gameplay sucks, ultimately it's not something I'm going to want to play. And True Crime was a bastardized version of Grand Theft Auto. So that one I can see, yeah, okay, it's done. No big, no big whoop. But Harmonix... You know, being sold obviously earlier this year, earlier for fifty bucks, which you know I'm still mad that I wasn't there the day it got sold off because I had fifty bucks and you know I could have bought Harmonix for fifty bucks. Well, I think the major problem was the people who bought Harmonix were also having to deal with all the fact that there was wa- the warehouses were still stuffed with Guitar Hero stuff. Probably. And I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why the DJ Hero, Guitar Hero, is basically being tanked because we- they need to get rid of the stock. Easiest way to get rid of the stock is kill the game and sell what they got. So it's just one of those things where games die out and then basically nobody wants it, so they, they cancel the whole series. Um, it's happened before. I mean, they brought back Spyro. What the heck? Really? Spyro? That's one of those games that you haven't heard since the PS2 was relevant. Which, unfortunately, it still is. 
So Sony, just kill off the PS2, and we'll all be in great, great money. Okay. Um, but why would you kill it off though? You're still making you're still making tons of money off the PS2. People are still buying games. They're still like making the games, so people are still gonna like you know uh, buy stuff on the PS2. I mean, you're looking at, at the 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 life of that system is unheard of. We've never ever, to my knowledge, had a video game console with a ten year lifespan, and it is right. still doing well. You're right. It is and. I really wish that about well I'm trying to figure out because Dreamcast, I mean, I still love the Dreamcast. It was ahead of its time more so than any other system that came out. And it died off because it was ahead of its time. Um online capabilities, multiplayer online capabilities. Actually, I mean, Sean, all this stuff. Actually, it it died off because Sony said, "Hey, we're releasing a PlayStation 2." And fucking Sega pissed themselves, thinking, oh my god, we can't compete. And that's what really killed that system off. And it's a shame, too, because I didn't get one launch date. I never buy a system launch date, right? But I yeah. did buy one after they discontinued them. I bought one from a pawn shop one time just to play the WWF Royal Rumble game, which was pretty shitty, by the way. Um, <laughs> that and I had uh, Dead or Alive 2, which I really enjoyed on the Dreamcast. Um, it was a good system. I mean, it was fun to play. The controller was kind of cool. Um, it was a really good system. And for them to just discontinue like that, I mean, that's why they don't do consoles anymore. They, they're they basically just a third-party backer. And it's kind of well, sad because I really thought of all the Sega systems that they have put out over the years, I thought Dreamcast had more potential than any of them. I was a big Genesis uh, fanboy. Loved the Sega Genesis. Um, the Saturn was shit. The Sega CD was shit. Um, the only the Saturn wasn't that fucking great. So the only two marketable systems that Sega ever had that were worth a shit, in my opinion, were this the uh, the Genesis, and of course the Dreamcast. Everything else was a fucking joke. Well, the Game Gear. Did you ever get a chance to play one of the Game Gears? I did not. The Game Gear actually happened to be one of my favorite portable consoles when it came out because I mean the thing was. Accessible. I mean, it was huge, though. I mean, that was a major problem. Was it was huge. It was about the size of a portable DVD player, almost. But, I mean, it was a really cool little system. It was just like the Sega Genesis. It had the same graphics as the Sega Genesis. And, I mean, you could play that thing all over the place. And then, back in the day, Howard Johnson used to actually let them, let their people, uh, the people who stayed with them, uh, borrow games from them. They actually, if they didn't have a Game Gear, they let the kids use the Game Gears in the hotel. I mean, it was really cool. It was one of those things that nobody really heard of. And, I mean, it was enjoyable because of the fact Sonic came out for it. Uh, they had wrestling games that came out for it. I mean, Wrestle Steel Cage Challenge came out for it. And that was like one of those games, it's like, really? This game's coming out for this? What? But it was an enjoyable game. I mean, it was still stupid, but it was good. So, I mean, the Game Gear is definitely high on the Sega list. And, the Dreamcast is actually still selling in Japan, and they are still creating games for it in Japan. Um, so it's still going on. It's just not going on in the States. Japan. Japan's ahead of its time, man. They, they, they know something's good, and they hold on to it for as long as they can. I don't know if it's ahead of their time. They're just smart. I mean, if they have stuff that's going to sell and people are going to you know spin their yen, then they're going to they're gonna put it out. So, yeah. 
You know, um, I remember back in the day, I actually, I the thing that really turned me on to the Sega Genesis, because I, I used to be a, like, like a big-time Nintendo fanboy, right? You know, I had the Nintendo, I had a Super Nintendo, and then the day they released Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo, I was pissed. Because I went out and bought it, and there was no fucking blood, and it was dumbed down, and I'm like, this shit sucks. And that was really the, you know, for lack of a better term, forgive my Michael McGillicuddy promo here, the genesis of the genesis of the Sega genesis, if you will. And, you know, I, I remember getting a Sega Genesis so that I could play the blooded version of Mortal Kombat, so that I could play X-Men, which wasn't on Super Nintendo, and I could play other exclusives that weren't on Super Nintendo. I loved my Sega Genesis back in the day. Loved it. And then Nintendo got smart, and when Mortal Kombat 2 came out, they put the blood in. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, Mortal Kombat 2 was actually better on the Super Nintendo than it was on the Genesis. So, there's my little rant. Just one of those things, man. Um, actually, there's a funny little news story that Curly might enjoy a little bit. Um, we all know who Kevin Butler is, right? Um, yeah. The PS3 PR guy that does his, all these little funny commercials. He's real, but he's not real. Right. There you go. Um, he has a Twitter account, apparently. I'm sure Curly's following him. Among the other one million people that Curly's following somewhere, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's okay to follow people, Curly. Just don't follow them into the bathroom. Okay, that's right. Um, Kevin Butler accidentally retreated. We crap. retreated. He retreated. He's gone. Marcus. Marcus finally got rid of him. Retweeted the PS3 exploit code that allowed people to actually hack the PS3. Um. It was supposed to be a joke that he was. They were play, playing playing around with, and the tweet actually says, "Let me guess, you sank my battleship." Retweet from Exiva, and then it has the entire code laid out. And they, it was. I think it was a bot that posted this, and it was supposed to be just a battleship type joke. Um, as soon as this came out, and people realized what it was, PlayStation and Sony immediately pulled that down, so that this couldn't be used as a uh, as fodder for their court case that's going on right now um, with the people who did hack the PS3. So Sony accidentally releasing their own code to hack their own stuff. But uh, apparently Sony did update their PlayStation uh, firmware to uh, to get around this code. So it's not good anymore. Oh, if there ever was a moment... When Sony busted the condom, that's got to be it. <laughs> yeah. Pulling out Sony, just didn't help. I'm telling you, that was bad. That was bad on all levels. It was. Sony really kind of screwed themselves over. And for the people who haven't updated their firmware, this is the easiest way to get past everything. So, if you haven't updated, best time to best time to uh, hack your system is now. But I didn't say that. So, don't quote me on that. Yes, we had unplugged and the SNS Radio Network do not uh, can uh, condone or uh, facilitate that you hack the PS3. Uh, just you know, just putting that out there. But why would you? It makes no sense. Why would you hack something that that you meant to enjoy? 
It makes no sense to me. Anyway. The reason why you would hack something um, is the easiest way is to... You can mod mod the system out and be able to burn games onto Blu-ray disc and play them without having to buy them. But if I wanted to mod games, I would go play on the PC. And I've not burnt a game since the PS2. So it makes no sense to me. Anyway, I'll, I'll go back to my, me, me being quiet. Curly's going back to the Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the corner, Curly. Go ahead. Um, there's apparently... A Die Hard 5 coming out. And they have already picked up their director. The director... Where's the name? Oh, come on. They, I, they just showed the name. Uh, the director was also the director for Halo Reach. He did the commercials for the Halo Reach uh, live-action commercials. And I really wish I could find this. Now... Hang on a second. I think I actually read something about this. I don't remember the director, but um, I actually got a glimpse of the script here. And from what I understand, and, and I'm pretty sure this is accurate, is that Bruce Willis is now residing in the Shady Pines rest home. And apparently uh, the great-grandson of Hans Gruber infiltrates the nursing home that Bruce Willis is staying in as John McClane and attempts to kill John McClane all the while, John McClane is running around the nursing home in his Depends, trying to avoid getting shot as he stumbles around on his walker. Is, is that pretty much what Die Hard uh, 5 is going to be about? Because it, it, it's looking like that would be the perfect storyline for that. I have no clue. They didn't release the director's name. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll find it next week. Uh, but it's... Die Hard 5 is kind of in the point where get Bruce Willis out, give us somebody else. I mean, Die Hard 4 was really good, but Die Hard 5, unless they really change it. I mean, if Hans Gruber like has a son and he does say, I want revenge for what you did to my father. I mean, we haven't seen this enough, but sure, why not? I mean, heck, bring in Arnold Schwarzenegger. You completely cursed out his character in Expendables. Why not just go ahead and bring him in and curse him out there? Uh, Bronx Bronx says it best. No, Die Hard 5 is about a man who dies with an erection. Uh, the director's name is Noam Murrow. Thank you, Ashley is my name, who is actually a guy in the chat room. Good on Can't Ashley. Good on Ashley yep. for giving you that information. Um, couple of trailers got released this week for new movies. Uh, X-Men First Class. Have you seen that? Yeah, I'm a little bummed, man. Uh, I, I don't know if I like it, to be honest. I, from what I saw, I was like, I just, I'm not impressed. Well, please explain why. Uh, what's with the pixie? You, you know what? I kind of saw that, and I, I was wondering who that was. I've, I have no clue who that person is. The fact that, the fact that Havoc is not going to have any relation to Cyclops. Oh. The fact that, you know, in comic, in continuity storylines, they were brothers, the sons of Corsair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I have an issue with the way this is, this is playing out. I mean, I love the X-Men movies, mind you. I was a fan of the first one. I liked the second one. I took a shit on the third one, and it felt pretty good. 
it didn't feel as good. It, it really, you know, it, it didn't relieve the fact that I actually paid money in the theaters to go see X Men Three: The Last Stand by Brett Ratner. Biggest fucking waste of talent I've ever seen in my life. Oh wait, that would imply that he actually has talent. Aside from Rush Hour and After the Sunset, what has Brent Ratner done that was worth a shit? And I'm not talking about Rush Hour 2 and 3 and fucking 506 and all that other shit. I, just, I think Brett Ratner completely destroyed the X-Men franchise. So now we're going back and we're doing prequels. Well, that's what I said, Tyrant. Aside from After the Sunset, he really hasn't done much. And I, I did enjoy that movie. So I'll agree with you there. But... I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm not digging, you know, you've got the whole Wolverine storyline tied into, you know, from Origins, where Xavier picks up the kids from, and this is spoiler alert, if you haven't seen X-Men Wolverine Origins, I'm going to give the spoiler away here. Uh, Enough time has passed that you should have seen it by now. You know. Too much time has passed. Actually, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Xavier lands the helicopter, and all the kids get out, you know, uh, Cyclops, and I believe the White Queen and a bunch of the other ones make their way to the helicopter and take off. So this is not obviously going to be this class of kids. No, no, no. We're going back, and we're bringing back Beast. We can't bring in Iceman because he's a kid. We can't bring Iceman in. We're going to have the White Queen. We're going to have Young Mystique. We're going to have Havoc, but he's not going to be related to Cyclops. We're not going to have Angel because he was a kid in the third movie. But we're going to have this fucking insect pixie creature that I'm hearing that they're going to call the Angel. Mm. So, seriously, I'm I'm not really hyped about this. I I hope that the movie looks better when I go see it at the theater. I hope that it, it, it sounds better than what I'm making it out. Maybe I'm just having an IWC fanboy fucking meltdown. And I'll be real honest, I have not read an X-Men comic in probably 15 years. But there was a time that I was a huge X-Men fanboy. I collected all the comics, and then the Onslaught storyline just completely fucking bankrupted me because every fucking comic book that I owned was fucking, you know, tied into the Onslaught stuff. So anything after the X-Men Onslaught storyline, the big crossover series, I have no idea what's going on. Don't read comics anymore. Don't have the money to put down to pay for that habit. I got out of it a long time ago. But the bottom line is, if you're going to do a movie, why can't you just reboot it? Why don't you just reboot it with the original class of X-Men? Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, fucking Angel, the Brotherhood of fucking Mutants with Magneto. Why can't you just do that? Why? And, and, really... hold, hold on. Why do you feel the need also to fucking reboot Spider-Man? You know, all I heard was, oh, well, Tobey Maguire's out. We're taking it away from Sam Raimi, we're going to reboot the whole franchise, we're going to give it to a younger actor who's in high school, and they give it to the guy that was in the fucking social network, Andrew Garfield, who's like fucking 28. So you're going to tell me that you're going to reboot the franchise, and it's going to be about younger kids, and you fucking boot a 30-year-old into the goddamn thing. Really? Fuck Hollywood. I'm out. I kind of wish they had gone back to uh, to X-Men 3. I mean, I liked the ending to X-Men 3. I will claim it now. I actually liked it when Magneto was stuck with the needles that took away the powers. And then at the end, you see Magneto push that little chess piece a little bit without touching it. I mean, they kind of 
cliffhanging it a little bit, yet they don't follow up on it, which is really what ticks me off. Is I really wanted to see them follow up on that and really use that, but but you know no. the problem there is if you reboot or, or excuse me if you sequel from the last stand you've lost Xavier. I mean, granted, he does. It, spoiler alert: if you don't know, he actually does get kind of uh, his conscience gets transferred to a patient with no brain at the end of the movie, after the credits roll, and he's there with Moira McTaggart. But you killed off, effectively, Jean Grey and Cyclops. I'm a huge Cyclops fan. Love the character of Cyclops, but you fucking killed him off within the first three minutes of the fucking movie so that he could go be in Superman Returns and completely fucking bomb. Uh, Seriously? I just I don't think they can transition back from that. I really yeah, I mean, don't. Yeah, just, I, I don't. Just, I really just wanted to see what they did with Magneto, and I'm still expecting them to come out with the Magneto story, the Magneto origin story. I mean, they were supposed to be creating that. I mean, there were trailers. I mean, there weren't trailers, but there were posters being being made for that. And then they there was nothing else said. It was supposed to come out along with Wolverine, and then there was nothing else after the Wolverine origins. So I'm kind of waiting on to see where they go because. Magneto being in a uh, one of the camps, one of the detention camps, would actually be a really cool storyline from the fact that you're showing how Magneto came up, came to be who he is. So. Well, you know, and, and that would be cool. I mean, they did kind of show a glimpse of that in the original X-Men movie that came out in 2000, you know, where they, they show him getting separated from his parents in the, in the camp, and then his powers kind of manifest as he's, uh, you know, pulling toward the gate and almost pulls the gate apart. So I mean, we right. we kind of saw that. I would like more of a of a fleshed out storyline there, but I you know, and and no offense to to James McAvoy from Wanted, but I don't really picture him as Professor X. Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, I know this guy, but I don't know where I know him from. And then as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, he is from Wanted. I didn't really care for that movie. The only thing I cared about was Angelina Jolie. Uh, you know what? I know after Wanted came out, there was probably a bunch of dumb rednecks that were probably going around shooting their guns thinking they could curve bullets. Mythbusters actually did that. That was actually uh, one of their things they tried was uh, trying to curve the bullet, and it failed. So if you're going to try that, don't do it because you're going to hit somebody and kill them. We don't condone that here. That's right. We don't We don't condone it. But... Uh, that came out. We had the Transformers trailer that came out during the Super Bowl, which congratulations to the Green Bay Packers for a very good game. Um, Captain America trailer came out. We had the X-Men trailer, which came out during that. I mean, we had a, a lot of trailers that came out during the uh, Super Bowl. It's always the best time to see the trailers because Super Bowl is one of the biggest football games. In all actuality, it's one of the biggest sports events in the, of the year, other than WrestleMania. But WrestleMania doesn't have commercials, so can't really do anything there. But, I mean, they played a lot of good commercials, good trailers. I mean, I was happy to see Transformers 3 come out, and it was a really good trailer. I'm happy to see they changed Mega Fox out with whoever the new girl is, a Victoria's Secret model. Um, it's looking really good. So I'm really excited to see what they got for Transformers 3. You know, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in the fact that uh, Megan Fox was taken out of the movie just simply because I would have marked really hard 
in the first five minutes of the movie if Megatron would have just stepped on her ass. <laughs> I mean, what a great ending to Michaela. I mean, just fucking have have like one of the Decepticons, like Starscream or something, you know, like just toss her in a jet engine or some shit or or you know something just incredibly awesome. Uh, but to go ahead and just phase her out and bring somebody else in, I mean, it's fine. Um, the the trailer looked pretty cool. Uh, a lot of interesting things happening in the trailer. Um, a lot of interesting robots. I definitely want to see what uh, what Shockwave looks like. They are, and I mean, they changed up Optimus Prime. I mean, we saw it in the trailer. He has jet engines. Actually, no. Uh, I think that was another. I think that was another transformer carrying him. Oh. I think he was riding one of the jets. If I'm not mistaken, if you go back and you watch it, I think that is a separate transformer entirely. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that he does in fact get carried by a flying Autobot or Decepticon, and then just fucking lays waste to a couple other Decepticons. Well, I'm really happy with IGN. I mean, you, you won't hear me say that that often, but IGN does a really good job in the Rewind Theaters. Um, they actually have the Rewind Theater up for Transformers, uh, Dark of the Moon. Uh, they have a Rewind up for Captain America, the first Avenger, which I am looking forward to. They also have the Rewind up for X-Men uh, First Class. So I'll, I'll be taking a look at all three of those. And definitely putting my two cents in next time I'm here on Unplugged. Cool. Well, I'll have to go back and watch those as well, but uh, I'm interested in that. Now, the other Super Bowl commercial that, that I really kind of loved was the mini Darth Vader. That kid was hilarious. I mean, the little mini Darth Vader going around the house trying to do force powers, and then he goes outside. The, the car commercial was great, as is. Uh, goes outside, starts using a little Travis Force powers, and his father hits the button for the automatic startup, and he just freaks out right there. He's like, ah, oh, wait, did I just do that? And he just turns and looks. I mean, it was just a hilarious commercial. Um, the kid has basically become just like the Miz Girl, the angry Miz Girl. She um, has basically he, – he has basically come into uh, stardom. Hang, hang, on a sec- hang on a second. I, I got to finish this in chat. TM Bronx is putting it out there. Ancient spirits of evil, transform this decayed form to Mamra, the ever-living. There you go, Bronxy. I give it up to JJ for that one. That was really good. It's been a long time since I've heard that. Uh, heard that. I'm a, I'm a huge Thundercats, Mark, man. I love that show. Actually, I still watch it on Cartoon Network all the time. I'll be flipping the channels around, and if there's... Like, they have a block where they play Thundercats, Transformers, G.I. Joe, or something else in that block. But sometimes I'll watch them if I'm bored and be like, live, reliving my youth. I, I fucking love the Thundercats. That That's a movie that could be awesome. If they put the right people in and have the right look, they're actually rebranding that uh, that series... It's going to be a new cartoon series of the Thundercats that looks pretty cool. Well, there's an entire new series coming out for Transformers, G.I. Joe, and they're all debuting on The Hub, which is a new channel that just came out in America. I don't know if you got it in Canada yet, but it's basically got all these old shows. Um, they actually play the original 60s Batman with Adam West and Dick Burgess and... 
It's a Burt Ward. Bert. Or Mur- Mur- Bert. Mur- Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Um, <laughs> Cesar Romano. And uh, whatever Batman uh, Robin's name was. Burt Ward. That's right. Burt Ward. Sorry. Those dudes were really cool, man, back in the day. I, I've heard, like, stories of Adam West and Burt Ward having fucking multiple orgies on the sets of that show. What a time. I'd, what a time in the 60s, man. I don't doubt it. Adam West was one of the greatest people ever lived, and he still is. I mean, his his part on Family Guy was supposed to be one bit part, and that's it. And look how many times they go to him during an episode each week. So, I mean, it's crazy that they keep him on the show for as long as they have. What did you say? Cesar Romero? Is that what you said? I think I said Cesar Romano. Yeah, it's Romero. Cesar Romero. Romero. It's been a long time since I looked these people up, so please forgive me. I'm also in a very tired and kind of high state today. That's no excuse, Sean. You're on a radio show. You have to be accountable for your actions. Just like yeah, I, did, I didn't scream after my Mumra impersonation, so I fucked it up. Sorry. Yeah, guess what? This Sean is just a sequel of the last Sean that came on, so... Well, I actually, I actually have to say that the sequel to the Sean that was previously here is better. Um, I actually <laughs> finished up my column, and I'm waiting for it to be posted. God help you, JJ. Um, I think you will enjoy the intro because I made the intro just for you. Okay. And the intro, let me see if I can. Actually, the intro goes, this column is a prequel to the column that will come after it. But that column will be the first or something like that. You'll both you'll really enjoy it. I don't know what it is. Right. Yeah, you hush. Uh the column should be up sometime within the next couple of days. I'm still waiting on Corelli to uh contact me about that and Ty. I don't want to wake Ty up though. He's doing a great job. Ty's the man. So Ty is the man. And I actually got a chance to talk to him and I was very happy to talk to him. And let him know that I thoroughly enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy the new site, and I told him that if he ever needed anything, to let me know. And though Crowley, I will not blame Ty. I blame you. So there you go. Now I, I did see a little bit of the uh, Captain America trailer. That looks pretty interesting. I, I like Chris Evans, but you know, I mean, I think that when you go back and you look at his body of work. Um, I loved the fact that he stole the movie in the uh, the Fantastic Four movies. Oh, he did. He was one of the better actors in that movie. And I mean, you know, to be honest, him and Chickles were the best parts of those movies. Michael Chickles is always a great actor as is. I mean, he's hilarious. And when he needs to be serious, he can be serious. But you really don't want to see him as a serious actor. You want to see him making jokes, making little witty jokes and all that. Oh, see, I disagree. I love Chickless as a serious actor. I, you know, my favorite series of all time. I love the Shield. Like, I literally have the whole eight season compilation of the Shield on DVD, and I bought it. Or actually, rather, Harmony bought it for me because when I moved uh, to Canada, they don't have FX here, so I wasn't able to watch the Shield. And when I moved to Canada, they had just killed off Lim, and they were starting the new season. And I completely missed that whole season. And she wasn't a big fan of the show because she'd never seen it. So she bought me the big compilation, I think about two years ago for Christmas. And we literally sat down 
and started watching episodes slowly over the course of, you know, about six months. We finished the whole fucking series. And she totally, like, loves that show. Like, she swears by the shield. Um, and, and we've tried to give other stuff Sean Ryan's got his hands in. They just debuted a new TV show this past week called, uh, what is it, The Chicago Code. It's the same guy that created The Shield, and I've yet to watch it. Maybe I'll get into it, but there's just not any show out there that's as edgy uh, and as on par as The Shield. Fucking awesome show. If you've never seen it, I totally recommend you go watch that that series. Eight seasons, you won't be disappointed. It's it's awesome. Yeah, my dad loved it, and I never really got a chance to watch it myself. Um, I was Thursday nights, I was watching something else. I really don't remember what it was. But, I mean, Dad loved it, and I remember me and you talking about the, the show a little bit, and you were just like always, go watch it, go watch it, go watch it. And it's on Netflix now, so I may get a chance to watch it. Um, there was one other commercial that came on uh, the Super Bowl, and I'm hoping to find that. But it's a new show that's going to air on Fox. And as soon as I saw it, I think I might have marked out more for this commercial than I did for everything, anything else. It was um, – it looked like Jurassic Park, yet it was a TV show. And the name eludes me for right now. Let me see if I can figure out the name right quick since I've messed up every every other name this week. Just as a correction, Tyrant says there were seven seasons of The Shield. You're right, there was. For some reason, I thought it was eight, but there are seven. You're right. Terra Nova is the show. It looks like Jurassic Park, but it looks better. See, I thought you were talking about Land of the Lost. Terra Nova. If you get the chance, look at the trailer for it. The trailer alone made me stand up and take notice at Fox, who has who has disappointed me in the past. Um, canceling uh, Firefly, canceling Drive, canceling a lot of shows. Futurama, on top of that. I mean, they've canceled all these shows, and then they brought in these crappy shows. So, if they let Terra Nova stay for longer than two seasons, I will be very happy. Um, Hef just sent me a message saying Nip Tuck. Yeah, I love Nip Tuck. But, you know, the, un- the unfortunate thing is that was another show that I kind of suffered with because they didn't have FX here. And I think they were about a season behind when I moved here. And I think I found it on another network, started watching it. And unfortunately, I have not yet seen the last season of Nip Tuck. The last thing I remember seeing on Nip Tuck was uh, Sean McNamara getting stabbed by Glenn Close. Or Sharon, not not Glenn Close, uh, Sharon Glass, who's playing this crazy-ass fucking stalker chick. And he was paralyzed from the waist down. And that was the last thing I remember seeing. So I know the series is concluded. I have to go back and pick up that dvd set as well but uh love that show as well those were my two shows that i would watch back to back on fx back in the day i i never got in nip tuck i don't know what it was i just never could enjoy nip tuck oh so. you know what the best thing about nip tuck was um christian troy just because he was a fucking womanizer and i remember to this day watching that show and i couldn't believe how edgy it was and how they were able to get away with that shit on fx but I remember watching an episode one time where he was fucking this ugly bitch, and he literally put a bag on her head. He was my hero after that. I was like, 
Are you fucking kidding me? He literally just put a bag on this chick's head, and she fucking liked it. How can you not watch a show like that, people? Oh, my lord. Easy enough. Watch, I don't know, World's Dumbest on True TV, which I still love. Now, Nip Tuck was awesome. It's, it's, if you don't know what it is, it's about two plastic surgeons in the Miami area. They go through all kinds of stuff, you know, like their their childhood, or I guess their their college friends. The one guy marries uh, his high or his his college sweetheart, but the other guy has had an affair with her, and it produced a child that the other guy doesn't know about. There's just all kinds of fucking awesome shit in that series. Uh, I definitely miss watching that. I actually have one of the seasons. I think I have season four on DVD. I might go back and watch some of that shit. That was some good stuff, man. And um, something else I'm looking forward to is this game we have going on with uh, the the family, um, the SNS listeners, SNS staff, and then the SNS host. I'm really looking forward to the pay per view picks game, and I've really gotten into it. And um, these emails that are getting sent to me, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking through them, and I'm like, okay, I understand this. I, I see this. I was like, I, I'm looking through them, and it's a lot of people are picking. Picking him right. I mean, I'll, I'm hoping that a lot of people get it right, but I'm also hoping that is uh, that some people get it wrong so that the uh, SNS staff can win here. So, um, But I will be listening to SNS on Sunday and taking down every single pick that you guys do on the show so I can add it to the list of what I have. Awesome. Um, I, I do want to say this. I, I've been spending uh, a little bit of time in the last couple of days playing some SmackDown versus Raw 2011. And for those of you that have the Xbox 360, um, I have started uploading some of the characters that I created uh, for the game. So myself, Trey, the Phenom, Charles Shane, Krelly, those are all up, and I'm looking at adding more people as I go along, um, you know, I, I should probably address this right now. As far as the EFED is concerned, I just haven't had the time to do it. And to be honest, with everything going on in my life right now, I don't have time to sit down and script stuff out. I still don't have this program on my computer. So for right now, I mean, I just I don't have an EFED. And it's, it's a lot of work to do for no money. And then I don't feel right about charging to do an EFED because then that puts me on deadlines and I have to get things done. And I'm just a busy guy being a parent, obviously, uh, to three kids. I'm just super busy all the time. So I just I don't have the time to, to sit around and do this stuff. And, and it sucks because I miss it. I enjoy doing it. I just don't have the time. So, I mean, the EFED is kind of kind of on the back burner. It's kind of fizzled out. I mean, it's kind of done. But I am going to start taking those characters that I've created and put them on Xbox Live. And by all means, if somebody else out there wants to, to tackle that and, and run with it, you have my blessings. I will gladly give you everything that I have done with it, the characters, and you can, you can do your own EFED. But I just, at this point in time in my life, I do not have the time to do it. You know, JJ, I, we talked about this before, and... I told you then, and I'll tell you the same thing now. Um, dude, you've got a lot on your plate. You've got you got the network that's not supposed to be a network, but is a network. Um, and I mean, you guys are just you're doing an amazing job as is. And 
EFED, it was fun, but I mean, we can let it pass because of the fact that you've got a lot going on and you just need to take it chill every now and then and just go enjoy yourself, dude. I mean, I've been playing SNS. I'll, I've been downloading some of the characters. I've got your, I've got you. I've got Trey. I've got Crelly, and I've even got myself a. Uh, I finally got myself a Daniel Bryan character, and I've been enjoying it. So I mean, just take your time. Don't worry about the E-Fed. Did Did you notice though when I made the characters that that I put up there, that I kind of gave them like an All Stars feel. I made them, yes, I did. I made them pretty buff. I'm trying to like you know do something different. So me, me and Trey look pretty. I mean, even even Crowley looks super buff. I mean, you did a great job with it, and dude, just don't worry about it. We're all fine. So, like I said, if, if people are here just for the EFED, then I'm sorry to disappoint, but. I just, you know, I just don't have the time. It, it sucks. It really does. Maybe I can do something every so often, maybe a one-off event or something, but I just I just don't have time to to focus myself on a full-fledged defed right now. Yeah, it's fine. We've got enough going on with the network. I mean, we've got all the shows we got. We've got this pick game going on with the SNS fans. So, I mean, we've, we're, we're fine. And, by the way, for people who don't know what the uh, picks game is, let me just – let you know what it is. It's a uh, picks game between the SNS staff, i.e., myself, the moderators from the chat room, and Crowley. And then there's the listeners. We got five. We got five men teams, and there's three teams. There's the staff. There's the listeners. And then there's the host, which which involve JJ, Trey, Mark the Shark to Carlo, Harmony Boom Boom Sexy, and JJ. What's the other person's name? Uh, Dave something. Um, who the fuck is Internet Dave? I don't know. I don't, I don't care anymore. Um, the listener team is Trent Phoenix, Tyrant, Rodriguez from the chat room, L-Train, and then Jericho130. Um, then the staff includes myself, Corelli, Concept, TM Bronx, and Flair 16 time. I mean, this is pretty much a stacked deck. Uh, this is going to be a great game. I've already gotten several emails from uh, a lot of the people. I'm just waiting on a few more. They have till tomorrow. So, I mean, it's just going to be great to see how things go. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys choose compared to what we choose because it's going to be really weird if we come out with massive ties here. So I'm looking forward to it, and I will update – Everyone at the end of the TNA pay-per-view with who won, what what group won, and then who was who was the overall picker. So can't wait to see what we got. Um, I got a message earlier, and somebody sent me an article to uh, Michael Rosenbaum of Smallville fame, possibly not being in the uh, the series finale of Smallville, which is going to be happening in the next month to two months. Um, it's funny when you actually post that in there. I'm, I was actually watching uh, with no sound. I've actually got Smallville on the background. I'm like taping it for my DVR. Uh, it is a series that I've been watching since I guess the second season, and it does conclude this, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks or the next month or two. And it, it almost seems like like a shame that uh, Michael Rosenbaum, for whatever reason, is deciding not to, you know, do the series finale. He's kind of moved on. It's a shame because it would have been nice to see Lex Luthor back for that one last episode 
And, uh, you know, the series is done after that. So, I mean, it is kind of disappointing. Rosenbaum leaving was a big blow to the series. Um, even when uh, even when uh, Chloe, Allison Mack, left for most of this season, it was kind of a big blow to the series. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he won't. Maybe they're keeping it kayfabe. I mean, you never know. But, you know, it, it just seems like it would be a mistake not to have him on that last episode. I I tried watching Smallville when it first came out, and I really couldn't get into it. I'm a huge Superman fan. I'll claim it immediately. I love Superman. I love Batman. I'm a huge DC Comics fan. I'm a huge Marvel fan. What can I say? Um, Smallville didn't really do anything for me when it first came out, and I was kind of like, okay, I'll give this a try later on. I've got it sitting over on the on the table. I've got the first season. I'm going to try and give it a chance. I mean, I want to give it an honest chance, but I, I really don't know how it's going to stand up when I'm watching Dexter, Chuck, Big Bang Theory, all these shows that really I've enjoyed since they first started. So I'm, I'm only curious as to how how this is going to work out for me when I try to watch it. No, I hear you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines, and we'll take a few phone calls before we head out of here, but uh, we're probably going to have a early show for tonight, to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm a little tired. I actually had a nap prior to SmackDown tonight. I've, just, I've been worn out all day. So if you want to call in, you could do that. There's two ways to call in. You could call us on Skype, of course. Uh, just add Sunday Night Showdown to your buddies list or call 501-588-7957. Or if you're in the chat and you want to call toll-free, there is a Call Me widget. You just put in your number, your name, and uh, connect, you'll get a phone call from Google, and they will connect you, if you follow the directions, right to my Skype line, and it costs you absolutely nothing. It's free! Of course, that's from Google. So Just you... like everything we do here, it's all free. Well, and In this day and age, I can't see charging. I can't see charging people based on my opinions of professional wrestling and other stuff. I'm just a regular guy with a radio show. I don't expect... I'm not an analyst. I'm not a fucking expert. I'm just a guy with a microphone and an opinion who's actually done a little bit of pro wrestling here and there. That's all I am. That's all I do. If we ever charge for anything, I say we only charge for Trey's rants, and that's only 99 cents per hour. I'm thinking maybe 99 cents for each additional minute because that would make some money for us because he might have a 20-minute rant. That's true. He might. And then we can just throw Crelly in there as an extra bonus. Let Trey just tear, tear him apart. Throw Crelly in as an extra bonus. Wow. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. That might kill the whole thing. Wow. Uh, sorry, Crelly. You're not, you're not getting in there. Can't believe you just said it. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? JJ, TM Bronx. What's up, man? Bronx. What's up, buddy? What's up? Uh, I just want to comment quickly on TNA, man. I mean, you know, last week I enjoyed TNA. Last night I didn't. I mean, you know, this whole shit with getting the kids involved, we've got two storylines that involve kids that have nothing to do with wrestling. We've got the Angle Jarrett storyline, which we know fucking Angle's going to lose this. He's going to lose it simply so Jarrett can bring him to that wedding and he you know, Angle can fuck it up. And then we've got um, 
you know, Devon with his kids and, uh, you know, Bubba spitting the, you know, shit in their face and everything. I thought that was good, but, I mean, come on, man. It's getting a little too close to home. Two storylines exactly the same, bringing in kids who have nothing to do with wrestling. And, you know, I don't care whether Kurt is okay with the storyline or not. I think it's kind of fucked up. And lastly, Karen Angle, I don't know, man. She just doesn't get a rise out of me. I think she's nothing but annoying. You know, what do you think of that? You know what? I'm with you on the, on the kids thing, man. Um, as a father of three, I, I, I think it's pretty despicable. I wasn't a big fan of the Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero thing a couple, you know, back in 05. And that was even before I had kids. I just thought it was kind of despicable, even for the WWE. I thought, you know, that's that's really not cool um, to even have this storyline, you know, in play. But I really, you know, Kurt Angle can say all he wants that, hey, you know, I'm okay with it. Um, Kurt is a human man, okay? And that is his ex-wife that he spent many a years with, who he had children with. And I think that regardless of what he says, it's going to infect him. It's going to affect him in a negative manner. And I hope that... He's got thicker skin. I, I personally could not be involved in an angle with my ex, knowing that Jeff Jarrett is having those kids call him dad. I I, I just, I, it wouldn't work for me. So, in answer to your question, Bronx, that's pretty much where I am with it. Are you guys still there? Nope, Skype and Death Drop, once again. No, I'm here. Okay. Well, at least somebody's here. It's not a total fuck up on my end. Is there weather happening again? So I, was, I was watching some random show. It's kind of like Jersey Shore, but it's based in the hair salon. Oh, lovely. So that's why I was quiet. Lavelle. Yeah, so that, I don't even know what it's called, but it's, it's, it's entertaining me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know what? On that note, uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and get out of here for tonight. Because uh, Skype is starting to act up, so I don't know what's going on. But, uh, Sean, are you there? No, we've lost Sean. All right, any final thoughts, Crelly? Uh, this show is quite fun to watch, and I should probably check out Jersey Shore. Anything to plug That's on this note. show? Uh, I think next week we have Luke Gallows on for an interview. And you know what? Uh I'm, you know what? I'm actually interested to find out what Luke Gallows thinks, especially now. Uh, I want to get his opinions on what he thinks about the Nexus storyline with CM Punk basically being the same character he was with the SES. Uh, I want to see what his thoughts are on that. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, see, that is basically confirmed. I spoke to him last week. He said, sure. And I also want to speak to him about Japan because he was in Japan this past week. And apparently the show he was wrestling on, his match didn't go too well and he had to basically rush to the end of a match because the crowd were booing it. Oh, wow. So it'd be interesting to see what happened there to get his view on it. So, yeah. Next week, Luke Gallows. Uh, I'm working on a few more interviews that I can't publicly release yet, but if I get them through... I'll announce them in time. Fair enough. Yeah. That's it for my cheap plugs. That's it for your cheap plugs. Hang on, I think we've got Sean coming in real quick. Sean, are you back? 
Yes, I am. How does it feel to get dropped on your head once again? Actually, it was weird. I got an error that popped up on my screen from Skype, and I had no clue about it. And I was kind of like, okay. And then I tried saying something, and then I was dropped. I was kind of like, really? Really? At least I know it wasn't on my end because Crelly was still on the line. So, Is that a good thing, though? <laughs> I feel the love. It depends, Sean. How much, how much do you like your job on, on headlocks? <laughs> what job? I haven't started yet. Exactly. There you go. So, Sean, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here for tonight, buddy? Um, plug my column. Uh, if it gets posted, uh, it should be up. I haven't thought of a name for it yet. Uh, the only thing that's coming to the head is From the Mind of an Angel. Um, probably won't go with that, though. Um, nothing, nothing else, really. Just um, I may be here next week. I may not uh, due to a work issue. So if I will be here, I may just call in for a few minutes. Um, so we'll see what happens next week. The, uh, you know, I mean, you're probably going to find a, a pretty cool name for it and everything, but the question remains, Sean, after oh, you, God. after you do this first column, will your second column be the sequel to your first column? You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh God, I'm evil. Uh, yes, you are actually, um, I, I told you before that I would uh, add every single, I would add something like that to the beginning. This one, I hope you thoroughly enjoy the intro because it's just for you. Um, and I really hope you enjoy it. If you don't, I don't care because I'm going to keep doing them over and over and over again. Your stock is rising, number two. <laughs> it's time to wear the daddy pants. Oh, God. All right, on that note, Unplugged is done for tonight. On behalf of Headlocks to Headlines, Chris Kelly. On behalf of the sensational Sean. On behalf of TM Bronx. And on behalf of everyone who tuned in tonight to listen to the show. Again, sorry, no Shelton Benjamin. We will be rescheduling with him. But obviously, do a free radio show or work a Lucha pay-per-view and make money. Uh, The choice is obvious no ill will on my end for Shelton. Uh, kudos to him for that. So we will definitely reschedule uh, him in the very near future for the program. On that note, guys, I am JJ Sexay, and you've all just been unplugged. Good night, everybody. Peace. You wired me awake and hit me with a hand of broken nails You tied my lead and pulled my chain to watch my blood begin to boil But I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage and run. Too cold to start a fire, I'm burning diesel, burning dinosaur bones. I'll take the river down to still water and ride a pack of dogs. I'm gonna break. 
gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run and run. When the forest burns along the road Like God's eyes in my headlights When the dogs are looking for their bones And it's raining ice picks on your steel shore I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my I'm gonna break my rusty cage and run I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage and run I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage and run